Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sustainability Circle Season 2, Episode 8. My name is Shannon Kelly. This week's episode is being recorded at the Central Branch of Vancouver Public Library, which is located on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. Today, our guest is returning from our episode on transportation. Who is here? I'm here, Lisa. (laughs) Back in the house. Lisa's back. We're in... um, we're in a large room. Yeah. It's still very warm. It's yeah, it is. It's it's quite warm. I've got some shorts on today though. Yeah. And I left my leather pants at home. At home <laughs> this time. But I brought a coffee. So I was just like I evened it out. <laughs> just you don't have the like insulating pants anymore. Right? No. You're, you're just putting hot liquids in your body. Yes. Um I I went for shorts and I have to say something that I've noticed um is that like people here don't wear shorts a lot it seems oh my god it's so funny that you're saying it because I thought about the same thing I feel so awkward when I wear shorts yeah I was like waiting for the train the other morning wearing shorts and Mm. it was like perfectly perfectly reasonable to be wearing shorts Mm, like it was warm enough and it was like warm enough today for to be wearing shorts but there's like somebody standing next to me wearing like basically a parka and it's like that would be it's neat. 20 degrees outside <laughs> i don't think you need like your jacket with like the fake fur trimmed hood anymore oh no no that's that's too much i went to the dog park last week and it was also like um one of those days where the weather was really nice mm. and he was in a canada goose jacket why it's just like do these I, people I, I, not get like sweaty? First of all, he was wearing a Canada goose, and I wanted to oh, rant yeah. about that. But second of all, I was just like, for real, dude. <laughs> like he just wanted to. Um, what is I? I'm so I'm very bad at slang, <laughs> but there's a word for people who like will like throw all their like money around and stuff like that. Like they're doing it for. This is me making a face that I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't know. You were, we're, we're both out of that realm, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> but if anybody knows, yeah. feel free to let us know. Exactly. Oh, um, my God. I wanted to feel cool and just be like, ooh. It's like one of the... Because, like, I will admit that I sometimes watch, like, the tea channels. Mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes. The tea channels <laughs> on YouTube. Um, that just talk about people's drama. I never know who the people are that they're talking about, but it's, like, very interesting. But they're always like, oh, yeah, they're just doing it for... And then there's a word that I can't remember. But... (laughs) (laughs) We're at a loss. That's okay. Oh, my God. I wish I knew. I know. I'm always making right because I'm, like... I'm a slave mm. when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, it's my thing. I don't know if this would be, like, a RuPaul Drag Race. No, I know, but word. I always drop, like, mm. I, I always like to drop, like, any lingo from, like, RuPaul. Yeah. That I hear that is, like, super cool, and no one gets me. They're just like, just like, oh, my God, I'm gagging. And they're just like. Do Why? people not understand that? Like, what are you talking? It's just like, it's good, okay? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so good uh, that I'm literally getting yeah. <laughs> um, No, this is like slang um, from 
like 14 and 15 year olds who like oh. who like watch people like on youtube who are like millionaires but like i've never heard of them oh my god that's, i was that's so cool when i worked as a teacher in a high school oh my god i knew all the lingo yeah i knew all the slang <laughs> i was i was a freaking bomb <laughs> the problem is that like the kids i work with are younger so they just like play fortnite oh my god so they just like when i, I, see that I know all the fortnite dances oh my god i can't that gives me gives me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about fortnite. i know the macarena that's it <laughs> i um i know um the dance to the soldier boy song oh yeah i know that yeah yeah, yeah. What is the song? Is it Apple? It's Apple Bottom Jeans, right? No. No. What's the song? Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that not from Apple Bottom Jeans? No. No, that's like a Flo Rida. Apple Bottom Jeans. That's Flo Rida? with the flow. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my, my middle school self an injustice by not remembering <laughs> that. <laughs> because I remember one of my friends doing like the Superman yeah. dance. Mm. in like our homeroom portable oh, wow. in middle school at, at just like lunch <laughs> but we should probably get into the yeah. episode now that I'm we've talked about some pop culture yeah. um <laughs> we can talk about other pop culture which is more political mm-hmm. i don't think there's like an intersection of people who think about soldier boy often and people who also think about things like the Green New Deal. I know. So um, last night, Lisa and I were both at the Green New Deal Town Hall at SFU's Burnaby campus. Yeah. It was put on by SFU 350. Embark. Embark. TSSU. Um, yeah. SFU Change or Change SFU. Change SFU. SFSS. Mm-hmm. And SFPERG. Hmm. It's a lot of groups. Yeah, it was a groups. it was a pretty busy event. Yeah, um, a lot of people with a lot of opinions. And I thought it was so cool. Like I was observing a lot since mm. I was taking pictures. Uh, but what really struck my mind was that there were people that were like nineteen. Yeah, even like seventy. Yeah, like old veterans. Yeah, there and was like the man who was just like he was wearing his helmet the entire time, and yeah. like I respect him. Yeah, and it, I I thought it was like it's so cool. Like I'm down for anything where like it's cross um, generations that mm-hmm. meet under like one promise to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Like basically, yeah. It's just like I I I don't know. It just like really touches me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's, like, it's not just, like, people our age. No, exactly. No. There's, like, there's people who are older that yeah. that are in this. And, yeah. like, going to events that, like, because, like, I imagine that, like, for most people, if they're older, if they see, like, a, um, like a university event or, like, an event put on by student groups, they'd be, like, oh, I'm not going to go to that. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to hang out with, like, a bunch of teenagers or something like that. But it's, like, awesome that they do still want to come out and talk to people and like learn to feel because like the group i was in we had like an sfu professor her grad student um a grad student from the physics department there was (laughs) how did we end up with two people from physics in Uh, one group that was so cool 
And then we had a guy who is like from a like community group mm. in Vancouver, right? And it's yeah. like like it's pretty cool. Like we were all from like really different backgrounds. Um and I think so I, I said to Lisa before that I wanted to explain this once I started talking. Wow, the man walking by looks remarkably like the man with the bike helmet from last night. Oh. You missed him. He had a ponytail, too. Ah, damn. Um, there's a whole bunch of windows in the room we're sitting in, so we can see when people are walking by. <laughs> um, but I said to Lisa, I wanted to talk about this thing of sustainability and climate change. Mm-hmm. Because I think... Like, in the first episode, I talked about, like, there's climate change, which is all of our stuff about, like, um, global warming, like, ice sheets melting, um, and, like, the physical things that are happening to Mm -hmm. the earth. And then there's sustainability. And in the first episode, I introduced it as, like, sustainability is, like, what some people think is the answer to climate change. Yeah. Right? And I think that now it's like it seems like it's more than that yeah and especially like being at that town hall last night a lot of so pretty much the entire talk was about climate change because that's what it was right the green new deal is an answer to climate change Mm -hmm. happening and i don't know if it's distinctly marketed as like a sustainable policy oh it it is actually but i think like it's easier to when we focus about climate change yeah because it's more tangible yeah and people like understand yeah. what it means because then we know oh yeah it's super important but yeah. the green new deal is also about um sustainability over like cross over all the pillars like yeah food security like food system change yeah um social sustainability mm-hmm. um yeah and that was like, and I think that was one of the things that I found so cool because it's like, even if people don't necessarily, like, even if they don't necessarily point to things and say like, yes, that is um, something that we're doing for social sustainability. Because mm. like my group, we were talking about like um, part of the Green New Deal in the US and what a lot of people are saying would have to be part of it here in Canada is like doing job guarantees and like re-educating workers who like used to work in like the oil and gas sector to like working in renewable energies and it's like i don't think people would necessarily look at something like that like they would look at that and say like this is our answer to climate change because you can't leave people behind but it's like how many people would actually be able to look at that and say like yes this is part of sustainability because it's not just environmental sustainability it's like it's your social sustainability your economic sustainability and stuff like that yeah and i think it also ties into what you were talking about in the business episode Mm. um of like we have to think about this gig economy also like that is also part of the sustainability changes that Mm -hmm. we have to create like as for us growing up right now trying to get out and the market like mm. getting our first job or our second job like it's not sustainable to no. be working on gigs no. or a contract and not knowing how we'll be able to pay for our next rent or yeah well because like i think about it because like i because i do contract work yeah and it's like it probably took me two months to get the last job that i got right and it's like what happens if like I was raised by an accountant so I'm like in it I know about saving and stuff like that 
Um, but it's like I think about people who don't get that advantage, right? right. And didn't have somebody telling them when they were ten that yeah. like you should start saving now. Yeah. Um, and like, what are they gonna do if they're living in a city like Vancouver? You right, know. like we can't plan for our future. No, you can't plan for your future. Like you can't even plan like a couple of months in no. advance because like you don't know what's going to happen to rent. You don't know like if you like live in a place where your lease is coming up. Yeah. Like you don't even know if you're going to be able to renew it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um And also one thing that we should mention in mm. this and the green new deal, it's not just about jobs. It's also about yeah. reconciliation. It's yeah. about like anti-racism it's about um anti-sexism yeah like anything that has to do with that part in the social sustainability sector is also a part of this yeah yeah it's kind of looking at the collective group and saying that like there shouldn't be things that hold you back exactly right like you shouldn't be held back because of what your name looks like on a paper or because you checked a box that says that like yes i am indigenous yeah right like that shouldn't be something that affects your ability to access opportunities exactly right but then so we were talking about this before but there was um a speaker at this town hall and her name was Allie. And she was from the, she's a grad student from communications at SFU. Mm-hmm. And she also, what it, she said, she's also like a, like a rebel. She's like an activist. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's a climate activist. Um, and I, like, you could certainly hear it when she was talking. Yeah. And she was also, oh, she had, she defined herself as something that was really cool. I can't remember what it was I know. now. It was like. Yeah, or a troublemaker. A, a troublemaker. That's what it was. Yes. A troublemaker. I like that. I really like it because it's also like, I think everyone is born a rebel in mm. some kind of way, but a troublemaker, that is something that you choose to be. Oh, and yeah. That's so cool. That's something that you like. Um, I feel like that's something that has to be like encouraged by your parents a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of have to be like, yeah, go over there and be mischievous. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but she gave a really amazing speech about how, um, we need to work together when it comes to, like, climate activism, and how, like, as a collective, it's easier to affect change, right? And that, like, you don't have to be, like, on, this is the thing that I love. She was like, you don't have to be on all the time. Like, you don't have to be fighting every hour of the day, because we all have like jobs we might have families Mm. we have to do things to like sustain ourselves in life and like not every waking moment of your life has to be dedicated to like activism and things like that which I loved but it was also this notion that it's like you could leave it behind right that like you can go and do other things and you don't have to think about like your activism for a while or what's going on And Lisa and I were both talking about it because there was this, um, it was a psychologist who was talking about, this wasn't at the town hall, this was an article I found online, but it was this this term that they dubbed, which was eco-anxiety. Or climate change anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So eco-anxiety, climate change anxiety, but generally just like people are 
anxious Mm -hmm. about the fact that they feel powerless Mm -hmm. and like this was like extreme what what they were describing because they were saying that like they were having like um patients i guess yeah patients coming in and being like i'm never gonna have kids because i don't want them to grow up like this or the one that i was shocking to me was like people expressing and i'm assuming that these are people who have like other mental health concerns Mm -hmm. but um people who are like saying that they were like i don't want my children to be alive anymore like i already have children and like i would consider like killing them so they don't have to grow up in this yeah and it's it's crazy it's like yeah i it's kind of like gets me super emotional and really upset that it has come to this part where we're not only destroying the world in a sense but it's like also destroying people's lives yeah and and like their mental wellness yeah mental wellness and in the way that people choose to live their life um yeah and that's like i don't know if if you that are listening like have ever suffered from anxiety um but as a person that actually has medication for it yeah that's a struggle already yeah and imagine it being something that you can't control Mm -hmm. like climate change or anything like that Mm -hmm. and you have to have anxiety about it yeah and you can't fucking do anything oh i just said a bad word i'm sorry it's okay (laughs) (laughs) no but it's 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 really it's really upsetting yeah um and also like that it's um will that like be a new um term in physiology what do you say psychology psychology psychiatry psychology that we will like actually get medication for eco anxiety like yeah i mean i would because like the thing is that like you would be diagnosed with just like um it's agoraphobia i think that's just like the fear of like things that you can't control yeah and like so that's what you'd be diagnosed with but it would be like that like all of your concerns focus on like um things to do with the environment yeah right so so not like oh a car might come and hit me but this is like you know um species are going extinct yeah i can't do anything about it Mm. um there's like plastic in marine life and i can't do anything about it right like these are like giant things that people are terrified of and it's something that like you can't get over by like oh i'm gonna stay home and not talk to anybody therefore no one can get angry at me yeah this is like every moment of the day you have to like interact with with something to do with climate change even if it's just like news or something like that and that's just like i think it's it was a really fascinating article to read, but I think it's also so important that we actually talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that is coming up right now. Like, yeah, that. Oh, it just really gets. It's really annoying. Yeah. And well, and that's why, like, I find it so interesting because then when you hear people say like, "Oh, you don't have to be on all the time," 
right yeah and it's like but sometimes you can't help it and it's like i hear a lot of people nowadays especially with the amount of like organizing and like demanding from governments and things like that for like actual like government policy um and like regulations and stuff like that that people are like you know recycling doesn't actually matter because what matters is emissions right Mm. and it's like but if you are somebody who is like struggling to just find something to do yeah right just like let people be nitpicky about recycling right yeah right and don't like, <laughs> don't please don't <laughs> rain on their parade <laughs> but it's also like what you and i we talked about before it's like we always think about it like climate change it has to be a collective work mm. but yes partially it's a collective work but as an individual there has to be something that you have to exactly are able to do exactly and that also has to count for something yeah um but it's like you can't control what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. therefore you can focus on yourself so please don't take that away from yourself yeah you're doing good stuff there's there's room for like anything that you want to do you know like that's i think the thing that i like about maybe saying sustainability rather than like climate change activism yeah because things tend to be happier in sustainability because the work you're doing is like i guess more positive in light right like you're thinking about good things that you can do for people in light of a negative situation rather than like how do we fix a negative situation yeah um and it's just like in sustainability really every bit counts yeah right and I also think that to call yourself an activist, I would love to call myself an activist. Yeah. But I feel like it's also a title you have to earn, you know? Yeah. Like, to be an activist, you have to be, like, you have to really embody it. And I yeah, think, like, I feel saying, like you have to, like, show up to a rally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, like, the terminology that is surrounding, like, climate activism is so radical. Yeah. That you, like, for myself, personally, I'm afraid that I won't fit into that box. Like, I can't yeah. fill those shoes Yeah, of another, like, climate activist. Yeah. So, as you were saying, like, I I much rather would put on the code of being, like, Sustain- so, yeah. yeah, sustainability activist or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Everyone can be an activist. Yeah. Just, Am I an activist now? Yeah. Just maybe softer activist. Yeah. I'm like a soft activist. Like sometimes I get angry at people. Um but most of the time And I think that's okay. I try to politely leave situations. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? Okay, so I um was what was the thing that I was reading? But it was something about like how to shut people down when they like bring up something. Like you know when there's like the devil's advocate in a group and mm-hmm. they like bring up something controversial just yep. to get a rise out of people. Yeah. Because I am so prone to being the person that like gets heated really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and I am trying to not do that because I don't like getting angry at people. Um but they were like if somebody starts bringing up a controversial or if like they they just say like this is my opinion about this thing just be like okay and walk away yeah right just say fine that's your opinion i'm not gonna change your opinion see ya you know yeah no i agree with you but it's also like i'm so afraid of like walking away because that might be the only opportunity you had to talk to that person about something 
that might change their opinion if they're having like but i feel like if somebody especially like in those situations yeah. i feel like those are people who just like are trying you know what to anger what, you well you could do because i also get very heated fast when it's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> talking about stuff but what i've learned what it's like a really good tip for if for anyone mm. is to Pick a friend that you know that really likes to discuss things yeah. that might have a different opinion about something. And talk and just to them. Talk to them, but mm-hmm. shift. So oh, you're okay. arguing for whatever yeah. they stand for and vice versa. Yeah. And it will teach you so much. On July 25th, Embark and the SFSS Women's Center will be hosting the last community kitchen in the Women's Center's Rotunda location. This event will feature Latin American flavors and celebrate the matriarchs who have passed down their incredible recipes. Visit EmbarkSustainability.org for more information and to RSVP. So we're back now. Um, we had some really great uh, advice from Lisa mm-hmm. on talking to other people, conversing with people with differing opinions from us. Um, and now I think we can talk about some current events because I talked a little bit about current events in the first episode. So we're bookending this with some more current events. Yeah. Um, also because this first current event is, in my opinion, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Um, just gets me. Yeah, we we had a full conversation in which I mentioned that I have no political affiliation, mm-hmm. and I believe that that portion is being cut out um, yep. because Lisa and I just talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we tend to talk a lot. Like I've always known that about myself, yeah. but yeah, I also just I can talk someone's ear up. I think I said to you when we first met that I could talk to like a brick wall for like 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I was just like... And, and it's true. <laughs> it is true. Like, yeah. It, that's the reason why I hired you. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm one of those um, nervous talker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, just like fill the silence. Oh, I, yeah. I can't stand silence. <laughs> I like... I, I don't know. I need to learn. So okay. I, well, maybe you could learn from... Um, some Oregon senators who are spending a lot of time in silence. Yeah. In Idaho. Oh my God. <laughs> so um, Oregon right now is, is a mess. Is a mess. Um, they are trying to pass a bill on cap and trade. Yeah. And they have three days to go. Three days. Yes. They yeah. have until the 30th. Yeah. Um, and as we are recording this, because this is not airing the same day we're recording, it is the 27th yeah. of June. Um, so they only have a few days left. They need at least 20 people to be sitting, um, to be present from the Senate to pass a bill. Yeah. And they currently have 18. Yeah. The Democrats have 18. But that's the only people who are currently in the Oregon Senate. Yeah. Um. like i'm sorry if you could see my eyes roll now yeah no they um the republican has fled the field they are all of them all all of the republicans they are gone and they 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 aren't just gone they didn't just stay home they left the state like we we're talking about 
radio silence they are using burner phones so because as you know right now you can track everything um geo wisely yeah um but yeah radio silence republicans they only speak to fox they're talking to fox they're also talking to like um a writer um for like a couple of magazines and stuff like that and like senate reporters so like people who like specifically only report on the senate um but why are they gone well so oregon's (laughs) trying to pass a cap and trade bill yeah so cap and trade i don't think i myself or any of my guests have mentioned it on the podcast before no no i don't think so no so i'll explain what cap and trade is first because like it's I, i think the name is pretty easy to understand but some people might not get it or you might have heard the name thrown around a lot and th- thought, I had a vague idea of what this is, but I don't actually yeah. know. So basically, a cap-and-trade system. So the cap is that government will put um, a like hard stop on the amount of a certain emission that can be emitted within their jurisdiction. So in this case, it's the entire state of Oregon. So And they were regulating CO2 emissions, carbon emissions. Um so they want to set a hard cap on what it can be and usually that cap gets lower and lower every year and then what happens is they divide that amount of emissions that are allowed into Mm -hmm. allowances yeah and like a parent with their child they distribute these allowances to all of the corporations within their state that are emitting Mm -hmm. and then what happens is trade yeah so if a company says, hey, we can cut down our emissions really quick by just putting some solar panels on the roof or something like that and using solar power instead of um, gas Mm -hmm. or something like that or like a diesel generator. Um, Then what they can do is they can actually sell their allowance to to another company who isn't able to meet the restrictions as quickly. Um, and, and this can keep going on. So like every year it's reevaluated. Um, the cap is brought down. Companies can trade their allowances again. Um, and like the point of cap and trade is that you get like the cheapest solution and it's sorted out by basically the market. Yeah. So the government doesn't have to like do, um, policy based on like each individual company or like each industry it's sorted out like amongst themselves mm-hmm. um so that's what oregon is trying to bring in they've been trying to bring it in for like 20 years yeah and this is not like it might sound like this is a new thing it's not it's not like new york the state of new york yeah they've is, already brought one in yeah they have one and, and california am i lying maybe i don't think california California has one but there was another state that I thought was in New England that was trying to bring one in oh yeah yeah. but but oh by the way there is already a cap and trade system that was introduced in the United States like how many years ago but it was introduced to limit sulfur dioxide yeah yeah which is a contributor to acid rain Mm -hmm. and it was brought in by Republicans (laughs) So it seems and like I understand federal Republicans are different than state Republicans, um, but it's just kind of a ridiculous situation where 
like all of the Republicans have just left. And what it ends up being is that they're two people short in the Senate to actually be able to vote on anything. Yeah. Because they don't meet their quorum. Exactly. And it's just like, it's like I said to you before, it's like a freaking daycare center. Yeah. Like if you, if you're running a state, how can you even be allowed by law to leave to leave when it has like they're not only deciding for themselves mm-hmm. they're deciding for everyone yeah well okay and then this is the other important thing to say because like we said that they all went to idaho but we didn't say why <laughs> so it's because the governor has the power to basically get the state troopers to force people back yeah but as soon as they leave the state the state troopers can't necessarily leave their jurisdiction and if they do they have to like talk to the state troopers in the next state over um and it like ends up taking a lot longer than it should yeah so right now they can't pass any bills so basically what they are saying right now is that they might just leave this cap and trade Mm. bill just to get all the people back yeah okay because there's like behind this cap and trade bill there's like another hundred mm. bills that yeah. need to be passed before the end of their session which like we said is in three days exactly um and like these are bills that are just on like funding for like government programs right like these are things that should be passed before yeah. they break but you know they're trying to force the hand it's just kind of crazy. It's so crazy. Like, like no matter what side you fall on in the argument, it's just kind of like, I feel like it can be like a common ground that's like, this is a very odd thing to do. It's so odd. Apparently they did this in May too. Yeah. Apparently they left for four days in May. But it's like, for me to hear this, it's so crazy that y- you can even like decide to do this. Like... Yes, this is this is my job. Like, what if I were mm. just like one day, just like, no, I'm not coming into work because I do not agree with this promotion that I have to do. And I'm also going to go to Alberta. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, bye. <laughs> See you when this event has passed. Like, yeah. It's, like, when you say it like that, it's so crazy. Yeah. And, I, and the, the thing is, because they're elect, like, any other job you would just get fired for doing that exactly um and you you wouldn't have a you wouldn't have a case for like wrongful dismissal but because you're in an elected office you have to wait until the next election cycle but it's also so crazy like they already have majority yeah like the republicans are a minority like in yeah in the oregon in the oregon state they like it shouldn't matter if they're there or not yeah if just two of them stuck around. Exactly. But then everybody else from the party would have hated them. Which is why I don't like affiliations with the party. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't take that. Like, could you imagine just, like, doing something to, like, better the lives of the people, like, in your district? Yeah. And just, like, all of a sudden, all the people you work with hate you. <laughs> so, Republicans are the conservatives of the United States. Yeah. And we have conservatives here in Canada. But they are markedly different than, say, the Oregon State Republicans that we just talked about. Um, 
Andrew Scheer is the current leader of the Conservative Party mm-hmm. um, federally. So we have a a federal election this year, as we talked about, probably in the part that got cut out from our last conversation. Yeah. Um, and he has come out um, very recently with his own climate policy. Yep. And something that I found very interesting in it was um, that he has a very specific sentence that's saying that, like, the citizens of Canada shouldn't be paying extra taxes for, like, in climate change policy, that it should be entirely on corporations. Hmm. Which, like, and his entire policy is super vague. Like, there's obviously no numbers or anything associated with it, but... It's interesting to see that, and also he, like, kind of doubles down on Canada's um, part in the Paris Agreement. It also makes me super confused. Yeah. Because um, he's a Canadian conservative. Yeah, and it's also, like, to me not coming from Canada, mm. it sounds like a statement that you do when you want people to vote for you. Like... 100%. That's the but, magnet. Yeah. But that's what everybody's doing when they're campaigning, right? I they're know, saying, know, they're saying statements that they want to say to get people to vote like, for them. It's like a real statement mm-hmm. where it's like... I don't, I, I don't have basically anything to say about it because I'm super confused what he's really talking about. What he's talking about, so because we had the carbon tax come in recently yeah. in Canada, a federal carbon yeah. tax that would... Um, we talked about that in our transportation. We did. Yeah. Um, to incorporate carbon taxes into provinces that already have it. Yeah. And what he was saying, and although it is false, because most people would end up better off by paying that carbon tax because they get like a tax rebate mm-hmm. um, because they paid it. Exactly, because um, that is what's making it super confusing. Yeah, but what his thing is, is like, why are we doing, like, he's saying, like, we shouldn't do, like, a you pay the carbon tax and then you get refunded it later. Um, and it should be just, like, the carbon tax should only be on corporations. Or, like, the only people paying for, like, climate change activities should be the people who are, like, the large polluters. Yeah. But it's it's... Like, it totally is something. Like, I'm not going to defend him. Like, I don't know who I'm voting for in the, in the federal election. <laughs> I, I live in New Westminster anyway. It's going to be NDP no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get that. But it's also like, yes, of course, the big corporations to, should take, like, the yeah the huge fall for any tax mm-hmm. regulations should be on their plate. But it's also like... Super weird to backtrack on policy that was put in. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also like, it's not, it's, it's basically taking all like the n- regular people out of the equation saying that yeah. you can't do anything to change this. Like we were talking about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to. Yeah. It's saying that there's no onus on the individual it, to ex- do anything. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which is like super strange because that is like basically okaying how you live like you you, you can do whatever you, want. <laughs> you can do whatever like where's andrew Shear from good question it's also like for, for myself it's super interesting to learn about all these stuff because 
I'm super invested in Swedish politics. And it's also like, and then you grew up being super invested in American politics as well because it's the it's the largest. Mm-hmm. Um, also because their politics con- are, it's it can be f- fun to keep up with <laughs> and it can also be an absolute headache. Yeah. Um, it's fun when you get to explain to people about how their election cycles work. Yeah. Um, it's less fun when you're in the current election cycle, mm. I will say, because I'm going to be honest, like there's, so as we are talking, there is a presidential debate or like a candidate debate for the, the Democratic Party yesterday. Tuesday. No, yes. Oh, it was Wednesday. yesterday. Oh, I thought it was And Tuesday. then the second one's today. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it this weekend. I was, I was reading the recap and boy, I hope you're ready for some Spanish. <laughs> Oh yeah, I heard about that. I could like that was like top Twitter news this morning. Yeah. Um. So I can't say anything because I don't know anything yet. Yeah, I'm just saying. I went to Spanish school for um a number of years that was greater than three, mm-hmm. and I, I probably wouldn't pull out Spanish and do it. Mm. Um, but a couple of candidates did, mm. and it was like. I mean, it was fine. I don't care. I yeah. can't vote there. No. Right. It's always... Yeah. But they pulled yeah. out some Spanish. Um, so Andrew Shear is, is... His writing is Regina. Oh. Which is in Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's the capital of Saskatchewan. And um, is the city in Saskatchewan that my family is not from. <laughs> and I'm going to reserve any comments about Regina. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what? Regina's fine. They have the Rough Riders. The Rough Riders no longer have their evil coach. <laughs> I'm going to get like a letter. <laughs> and I will be the one reading it. <laughs> I have opinions on Regina, okay? Um, and they're all passed down through the family. <laughs> yeah. It's always like that. As prairie families are. Um, yes. But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that because I think it's like, like the thing about Andrew Shear because it's. And the conservative climate plan. Mm. Because it's it's really weird to live in a country like Canada. And, like, we don't have a huge amount of, I find on the federal level, action on climate change. Um, or, like, sustainability in general. That blew my mind at the Green New Deal yesterday. Yeah. That, like, nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah. And it's, and I guess that's the thing. Because it's super weird to see things... So, like, in the episode before this, we'll talk, like, we talked about, like, Canada is mostly run on renewable energy. Mm. And reasonably, we are a fairly, like, environmentally conscious country. But it's just, like, policy doesn't happen no. at the federal level, right? Like, it happens, like, definitely here in the lower mainland. Mm. There's a lot of environmental policy happening on the municipal and the regional levels, um, even the provincial yeah um but it's just not there federally which is super weird and then it's like and then all of a sudden our conservative air quotes Mm. politicians come in and they're like yeah we have a plan for climate change Mm. and it's not acknowledge climate change and not do anything about it it's like we're gonna do stuff with corporations basically what we're trying to say is like you can't just pull the climate change card anymore you can't just say we have a plan. Yeah. Okay. So this leads into the next point, yeah. which is another article. I just sent Lisa so many articles oh, before yeah, I this. Oh, yeah. read them all. On a couple of podcasts. Um, 
but so there's this stat. So there was an Ipsos poll done in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And there's a stat that says that 86% of Americans believe climate change should be taught in schools. Mm-hmm. So that's the actual, like, what is going on? What is climate change? Yeah. And then below that, it's that 66% believe that the impacts should also be taught. Mm. And this is in the U.S. And it's, for me, it's crazy that it's not happening already yeah and so then it goes into the quote that 45 percent of parents and 42 percent of teachers actually discussed climate change with children Mm. um which means that 55 percent of teachers and parents don't talk about it at all yeah even though they're all like we should talk about it but then i find it confusing the people that are like we should talk about it and not tell them the consequences like, I find the discrepancy between those two numbers confusing. It's super confusing because, first of all, how do you even get that number? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, where it shouldn't be an issue, like, it shouldn't be a question about this is the percentage that want this or that is yeah. not doing it. It should already be there. Yeah. They should have been there since the 70s, like the early 80s when the microwave was inter- introduced mm. into the homes. Yeah. Like, that is why it's so confusing that it's just like we're throwing, we're always throwing around numbers, percentage, mm. thoughts, plans. Yeah. And nothing ever happens. No. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I guess that's the thing that I find interesting because... There are a lot of politicians who will say, like, for instance, the people in charge of the EPA Mm. in the United States right Mm. now, where they're like, yeah, climate change is real, Yeah, but they're not going to do anything about it. But then our conservative politicians are like, yeah, it's real and we're going to do something about it. Right. And then they're like, we should teach it. it, We should teach about climate change in schools in the United States. Uh, But like, you're not going to teach the consequences. Like, how do you do that? You know, like, do you only just teach the mechanism of like, rising temperatures and like greenhouse gases and then you don't tell them what's going to happen when the temperatures rise like i feel like that doesn't Mm. it doesn't work that way no right yeah i can't even we definitely like my textbook in high school for it was in social studies Mm. we had like the mechanism of of global warming right so like collection of greenhouse gases um and like why temperatures in some areas are higher than other areas yeah but it didn't like it wasn't like and because the temperatures are rising there's going to be no more ice in the arctic like it never said that like i can only say i'm this is what makes me super proud to actually be from um from sweden because we discuss climate change at daycare preschool level yeah we discuss uh what we as individual can do to impact our climate and our surroundings mm-hmm. and in high school we are taught sustainable economies sustainable living overall yeah. um through all the three important pillars or mm-hmm. of sustainability and like my, my one of my best friends when her kid came home from school saying mom I don't want to drink milk anymore. Yeah. Because I don't have the right 
to drink other babies' milk. And I don't want to eat meat anymore mm-hmm. because I want to see polar bears still, like in the future. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. And if a five-year-old can do that. can come home and yeah. say that, like the state like the american state or in oregon like the republicans they should not even be allowed to leave their post yeah and it should not even be a discussion about how many of the parents or the teachers in america wants to talk more about like climate change or any sustainable aspects of Mm. living it should be yeah it it should have been something that wasn't a question it shouldn't have to be something that is pulled exactly yeah it's just like blows my mind away it's like uh because it's it's like when i see polls in canada where it's like people who are like if they don't say it this way but it's like people who are okay with like transgender people Mm. right and it's like percentages and it's like what do you mean this isn't a question no exactly (laughs) like they have rights (laughs) you know like i'm not gonna say it's called human rights yeah i'm I'm not gonna like be like oh make a poll who's okay with like women in physics right because it's like it it doesn't matter right because like it's just we have a society here in our country where it's like it's just it's accepted right you don't get like, I mean, I got questioned, but that was more of like a, like, why would you want to do that mm. question rather than like, uh, should you really be here? Right. And, you know, it's the same thing, I think, or it, sh- it should be where it's like, those are polls that don't have to happen because it shouldn't be a question. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I do agree that this should be the same thing where it's like, these kinds of polls shouldn't have to happen because it shouldn't be a question but then the thing is that like i guess i think about the teachers in the u.s and like some of them are so like they don't have the tools necessary to teach something like this and then that's just like that's a question about social sustainability in the u.s and like the ability to actually teach people yeah no totally i agree Mm -hmm. um but it's also like when you when you do polls like this why aren't we talking about it more? Hmm. Like, why was wh- this? Why was this an article that was quite hard for me to find? Exactly. On the why do we have to hunt hmm. the results from a po- uh, from a poll like this? Like, yeah, that should be breaking news. Like, yeah, yeah, and it should be. What the beep? But it's <laughs> you know it's it's an article that you can only find on like an independent news website. Yeah, and one that. You know, I was saying this at the beginning where it's like when you look up news for, you know, I guess if you're on the CBC, those stories will pop up on the main page, Mm -hmm. right? But they tend to be the very dramatic stories that don't tell you much that pop up on the main page. So they're ones that will be like, you know, we have to like this percentage of people's homes aren't going to be able to be insured in 10 years Mm. because they're going to be at too high of a flood risk right and it's like those are the stories that pop up on the main page and then stories about so there was one about how the canadian military is actually very concerned that they're not going to have the resources necessary to they are already yeah they have to pick 
to natural like yeah they have to pick natural disasters yeah and and the thing is that like so people might not know when there are natural disasters in canada Mm -hmm. the military is there to offer support and to basically run what's going on and i'm very familiar with that because when i was growing up so we had this bridge (laughs) we had two bridges that were like so we had two different ways that you could get into the area of town i lived in and they were bridges over a creek Mm. And I creek a very loose definition because in like the spring summertime when the mountain runoff was coming down off um, off all the mountains in the area, the creek would turn into like a rushing river. Mm. And the bridge that I went over every day to get home would be in danger of being washed out. Oh wow! And what it was always the military was mm. there right they were there watching the levels of the creek and they would be there for like a month right and it's like i'm now thinking about the fact that like with all the flooding that's happening in eastern canada like Mm. they're out there doing sandbags yeah right and they don't have the funds to do this they don't have the funds they don't have the people to do it Mm. and like that wasn't a front page story Uh, that was a story where i literally searched climate change on the cbc website to find it yeah that is like now that we are on that subject that really how news are spread today is that it has to be a very important person that is caught in the middle of something mm. for it to actually reach top page like yeah. let's say california uh malibu mm. wildfires yeah yeah why did it reach top news because all of the kardashians the- had to be evacuated yeah because miley cyrus's house burned down yes but there were so many other communities that were on the other side of the mountain ridge but no one was talking about the no. people that had to live because, in their cars yeah. and cannot afford to build new houses there's an entire city in southern california that just doesn't exist anymore and like nobody talks about it because those people originally lived in like mobile homes exactly right or the fact that people have to move how ho- move back to their houses and are not even uh, have a steady income to actually pay for renovations or sanitations of all the like smoke damage and yeah. ashes that can cause cancer and asthma and you name it no we can't we, we don't talk about that yeah funny thing with, with marketing is that I've read somewhere that for each horrific news story that you read on like a first page of a website or mm-hmm. um, an app, you have to have uh, equally like cute or happy story yeah. to even out um, the emotional like toll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That it takes to read a very horrific news story. Yeah. So it's kind of like pick and choose yeah what you want to put on the first page and and like and apparently today with all the um, devastation that is going on in the world Mm. whether it's um due to climate change or wars yeah right now and the the best way for us as human beings to actually um take in and compress and digest um information is while we look at cute animals. Mm-hmm. So be like Lisa and I, where 
when we were taking a break <laughs> that you probably will never know about because I'll edit it out. <laughs> we were just looking at pictures of our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, I guess that's a thing because like what I will tend to do is while I am doing activities that I enjoy, I'll listen to podcasts about news. Right? Yeah, and it's like, I really enjoy walking places. I love doing it. I walk from downtown to the Space Center for work all the time, there and back. Mm. Um, I When I get home at night, I go for a walk. And I just listen to news stuff at that time. Mm. And, you know, trying to find a variety of sources that will actually tell you what's going on in the world that isn't necessarily the presidential election in the United States. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, super important, like we were talking about before. It's okay, even if you're an activist or if you're, like, you're doing something that you feel is super important for you. Like, it's okay to take a break. Yeah. It doesn't Please mean, take a break. It does not mean that you care less or don't care at all. Mm -hmm. Because... It means you're taking care of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Which you need in order for, like your life and your cause mm. to be sustainable yeah right because if everybody's going 100 percent all the time it's it's not gonna work right no aim for 70 percent yeah 70 percent sometimes less because you know what we are as we said in a gig economy yeah and you know i know sometimes i end up working 60 hours a week 70 mm. hours a week right and you just those are the weeks where you go, look, I can't even give 70%. No. You're getting zero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo, this one right here is for the drop out of schoolers, the future cougars, the Mary Jane abusers, the ones that choose to be losers, for the misfit kids and the total along with all the links a couple of podcasts but one of them it turns out is a favorite podcast mm -hmm. of both of us yeah um and it's a podcast called stuff you should know yes i would highly recommend it so it's when you're so when you're taking time off from doing activism things i would highly recommend listening to it because mm -hmm. it's really funny and it is a good way to take like an hour break from your day yeah and also like get familiar with stuff that you mm -hmm. haven't even thought about or that has never ever crossed your mind there is an entire episode on how the easy bake oven works yeah. <laughs> and i as somebody who used an easy bake oven in their youth i loved it yeah. <laughs> it was like i remember that light bulb and like you don't realize the number of iterations things go through before yeah. they necessarily get to you yeah um, but this week's episode from Stuff You Should Know mm. was about, what was it called? Um, oh Planned God. obsolescence. Yes. 
Um, so it was talking about things being built nowadays. So like for a lot of us with our grandparents, and I know my grandma is like this, where she has a skirt and she's had that skirt for like 20 years Mm -hmm. and she wears it and it's like a nice wool skirt. Um, but like I... I mean, I don't have a skirt that I've had for 20 years because I'm not the same size I was 20 years ago. I'm just like, were you I'm even no alive longer, 20 years ago? I'm no Shannon? longer. I was alive 20 years ago. Excuse me. I was three years old. I was 10. There we go. Yeah. Um, if I were to fit into that skirt. <laughs> I feel like um, you could give it a go, but I don't know how big you were as a child. Because, like, if I tried to fit into a skirt I wore when I was 10, not going to happen. I was, like, the size of, like, a seven-year-old when I was 10. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like there were some people who were, like, already, like, full-grown when they were 10. I was tall. Mm, But just, like, skinny. Just, like, real lanky. Mm. Yeah. Um, Off track. Off track. We always get off track. It doesn't matter what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, but planned planned obsolescence. So it's basically saying that products nowadays are designed so that we have to replace them at some point. And I loved this episode because <laughs> I got to hear the two guys go on some rants about objects that they own mm. that have to be replaced very frequently. Um, but I think we should start by also explaining where this thing was actually coined like it's actually planned obsolescence obsolescence yeah it's actually something that was invented yeah it's not just something that happened Mm -hmm. over time yeah people just didn't say like oh you know maybe light bulbs should only last like eight eight years usually they last for a really long time that's a bad example But yeah, it started from a light bulb mm. where um, a couple of guys got together um, trying to figure out how to sell more, more light bulbs, basically. Yeah. And this is true. Yeah. Um, and to like take that into nowadays, we have our beautiful smartphones. Yes. And to all of you... That have had a conversation with a friend saying it's not true that Apple make their products so they will only last for two years. It's a proven fact. Well, like, so what they do, and this is part of planned obsolescence because obsolescence is just that it is no longer usable. Like, it doesn't mean that it's completely broken, right? And this is something that, like, we talked about in tech is that like something could still be perfectly usable for somebody else Mm. but it's like for you it's no longer meeting its purpose Mm. right and that's things like with our phones doing things that are are necessary because of the way they're designed which is designed to be replaced Mm. um like slowing down the the speed that it can load pages at Mm. right yeah but it's also like (laughs) it's so it's it's so crazy it's also like in cars a mm-hmm. new model each year. Yeah. Before it was not, it was like a car from this brand yeah. or that brand. And that was it. Mm-hmm. You drove it until you couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I don't I don't remember who that man was. Was it from like General Motors? Some kind of guy that came up with like, I might be lying now. I can't remember. That 
came up with if we just like make some iterations mm-hmm. change a little bit we can yeah. call it this year's model and everyone wants it yeah like creating this urge or need to have the new to thing. have the new one mm-hmm. and while i was listening to this podcast it actually struck me that what it has done is that it has actually created a tech fomo yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because like i see myself like and i'm trying like this is like one of the things that i'm working on with myself is to get out of this whole like mm-hmm. planned consumption overall and yeah. just like take a step back yeah of what do i really need and what do i have to do but for example for a tech that we use daily for mm-hmm. an iphone if you don't have the latest one who cares who cares but you care yeah yeah because i i have so i have an iphone 7 oh my which God, is girl two models back three models three back? models yeah we're at 10 now but was they there not there wasn't nine. a nine uh, yeah true true um two back uh, yeah yeah so i didn't get an eight i didn't get a 10 um well i haven't gotten a 10 i don't i'm not gonna get a 10 i'm not gonna pay that um but really i i am jealous of the camera and the features mm. in the iphone x mm. because i got to use them when i was like in arizona um but then I sit there and I go, but I spent all this money on a camera, mm. on an actual camera mm. <laughs> to take photos. Mm. And like, I don't use my phone for like, I use it to listen to music, podcasts, message my like one friend that I talk to <laughs> 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 and check email. Yeah. Right. But it's Shannon is 75. <laughs> I look not 23 and it doesn't help that i just moved and my joint popped um (laughs) it's not helping my case um but it is a thing that like you have those moments of going oh i wish i had the newer one Mm. right um and like i'm such a bad example because i only replace stuff when it breaks yeah and i well if you take me Mm. i come i i'm just gonna be honest Hmm? my family's bougie like yeah <laughs> holy smoke <laughs> <laughs> so i come like i come from a family that is in the need to have the latest latest stuff mm. and so for me taking a step back and like you trying to not replace items yeah. until they're broken until i have to basically mm-hmm. it's a huge huge step yeah my parents were here two weeks ago and they were just like who are you (laughs) are you okay it's you've been canadianized (laughs) probably (laughs) i know i've been woken (laughs) basically yeah no but i think it's it's today we we've been groomed into not even question what we're doing Mm mm-hmm when it comes to stuff yeah to items and yeah i yeah i mean i like the other thing is like this idea of consumption and planned obsolescence Mm. goes outside of tech too 
Oh right? yeah, for sure. Tech is the place that we normally see it or like would experience it more because mm. we have that thing of like there's only one version of things that comes out a year. Yeah. It's the same in cars, you know, only one version comes out a mm. year. Um, and it, they tend to be like higher priced items that we kind of drool over and it's like a bigger deal to purchase or yeah. sell um, whatever you have. Um, but like it's in all aspects of our lives. So it's like it's in clothes. Yeah, I was just going to say clothes is a huge thing. Like, like fast fashion, changing trends. Like nobody owned. Well, I own them, but nobody else owned cycling shorts until this year. Like the long spandex shorts? I do, but I only use them for like working out. But like nobody wore them out. Like I saw no. two girls today on the SkyTrain who were wearing them to go shopping, right? And I remember when I bought those shorts, how like uncool I thought I was because I was wearing these long spandex shorts. <laughs> but they're popular now. Are they going to be popular next summer? Probably not. Probably not. But no, I totally agree. And it's also like in the stuff that we buy because being from, well, the best and the worst example is to talk about H&M. Yeah. Who has bought a t-shirt at H&M, like regular black or white gray t-shirt mm-hmm. that you use like... I'm, I'm wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lisa is wearing a plain gray t-shirt right now. <laughs> no, but they are really cheap, and you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to buy a few of them. Yeah, they're like $8. Yeah. And why are they $8? Because you can only wash them once. Yeah. The fabric is so bad mm-hmm. that either it will... Ch- yeah, it will shrink. Oh, yeah. Or the seams will turn... Mm. So you'll have like your side yeah. on your tummy and yeah. your back yeah. instead. Um, and we just like, it's, it's kind okay. of like, whatever. I only paid eight bucks I for paid it. eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And no. Like, but like, I am a person, I have a pair of pants that I bought for $5. Mm. And I expect a lot out of those pants. Yeah. They're my daisy pants. They've got daisies <laughs> all over them. And like, if they get a hole in them. I repair that hole. Yeah. Because it's like, I paid money for these things. Yeah. They're not giving up before mm. I want them to. Mm-hmm. And I guess like, I I do tend to pay more for clothes because it's like, I don't want to buy clothes. Like, I don't want to go into Forever 21 and buy like a one wear shirt. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not into that, you know? Also, just logistically, yeah. I'm not into that. Mm. I, I, I don't want to have to go out shopping so free. Like, I am an online shopper. And I, I don't want to go out shopping so frequently just because, like, your clothes aren't designed to last that long. Yeah. But it's also, like, if you can buy a t-shirt at Value Village or somewhere yeah. else, like, secondhand, why do you have pay, Why do you have to pay eight bucks for a yeah. new one that you can only wash once? Dude, if you can go and get, like, a Gap shirt that was made, like, ten years ago... Yeah. Those things are great. Yeah. You know, they're like the thick cotton mm. and they are going to last forever. Mm. You know, if you want to be stylish, like, I don't know, cut it off, make it a crop top. I think that's what people are wearing now. I don't, I'm wearing very high waisted shorts and like a graphic shirt right now. Yeah, so I'm not the height of fashion. That is why, like, I, I really like you would love to like go to Europe because it's like f- fashion forward, but it's mm. also like it feels like today fashion it in changes. Scandinavia yeah. it changes but it's like it's 
the hipsters today yeah are setting the trend for the high fashion to be like you don't have to go and shop like gucci stuff mm-hmm. because you can find it the same thing yeah at a second hand shop yeah or something that looks similar mm-hmm. and i think that's where fashion has to go because like what i do is like i go to my beloved pinterest and i just like save oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i, I save that stuff <laughs> that i love and then i'm just like okay inspiration i'll go and shop it mm-hmm. somewhere yeah without trying to consume as much new stuff mm-hmm. as possible yeah i i and i talked about this in the fashion episode i do a thing where i will every so often when i get bored of what i'm wearing mm. i will like pull out a whole bunch of random clothes that i haven't worn in a while and i'll try and make them into outfits mm. right because i like it's a good thing i have multiple jobs <laughs> <laughs> because i'm gonna be honest i have like like every couple of months I pick like three outfits mm. and that's what I wear. Yeah. And like I just wear an outfit twice in a week Ooh. to two different jobs, right? And it works so well. I don't have very much laundry. I you know know what I'm going to wear when I wake up mm. in the morning. Like I am I'm almost like one of those people who has like a uniform like Steve Jobs did. Um but I've just got a few more clothes. <laughs> and they're like a little bit more outrageous. Shannon Kelly Jobs. Shannon Kelly Jobs. She's not wearing a turtleneck, though. I'm not. I'm wearing a Captain Marvel shirt. She's so cool. Yeah. That's some Converse. <laughs> I I am that, like, picture that's, like, on Pinterest. That's, yeah. like, this is the girl that idolized. Except, like, I don't look cool <laughs> in it because my hair is also really frizzy. Oh, my God. Have you seen my tote? I haven't. Oh, my God. I have to show you this. Oh, <laughs> it looks like it's going to be a um, Tommy Hilfiger, mm-hmm. but it actually, so Lisa's tote bag looks like it's going to be a Tommy Hilfiger tote, which I believe is fashionable with the use right now. Is it not? Tommy yeah, Hilfiger? I, th- I think so. This, is, this one is actually a couple of years, but I think it is. Um, but it actually says Beyonce for president on it. Mm. It's actually my friend. She, she makes totes mm. like this. Very cool. I don't think they were allowed to put the American flag on it, though. That's why, probably. Does the Tommy Hilfiger logo have an American flag? No, but I'm thinking, like, colors. Oh. Color wisely. Yeah, you... Well, you can put an American flag on any... Not anything. Did you know it's illegal to put an American flag on bikinis? I think I have a bikini that... If it has if it has an American flag on it, then it's not the real American flag. Oh. So it's got, like, either the stripes aren't the right width, or there's, like, the not... R- not the correct number of stars mm, but they cool. have to change something because like <laughs> you're legally not allowed to put the american flag on a bikini or like a like barbecue apron and stuff like that it's pretty crazy um one more thing on consumption because mm. i think this is because like i sound like i don't buy anything ever but I definitely do oh, buy me, stuff me, me. and I have that moment of like oh I should go buy this thing but when I get it as makeup, which I'm not wearing, like, I'm wearing, like, some mascara right now, so it's a really bad example right now. But I tend to get very drawn in 
I love colors. I love mm. like rainbows and stuff like that. And I get very drawn in by like new makeup that comes out. Mm. Um, and I do this thing where I'm like, oh, I really wish I had that. And I'll watch like videos of people talking about makeup online and I'll be like, oh, I really want to have that thing. Or um, I'm in famous for just like going to like either like the drugstore or like Sephora or something like mm. that and just like looking at lipsticks forever because I'm like, oh, I'll buy a lipstick, right? Like, I've been working really hard recently. I'll, I'll buy myself some lipstick, even though I've got, like, 30 at home. <laughs> and, like, I think that's where I get stuck yeah. in things, right? But that's also a place where you can say, like, you know, I don't need to be doing this. No. Right? Right. And, and it is another place, like, I think the planned obsolescence isn't something that's as noticeable. But what I think it is in is in marketing the products right it's not in the actual product because like cosmetics have expiry dates for a reason for health reasons um but it's in the marketing of the products yeah and i think like another layer of that that is super um important to mention is also the fact that we have social media Mm. and influencers that are creating this um unrealistic expectation yeah and also like opportunity to shop yeah yeah instagram has a shop feature on it now yeah it's also like consumption 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 like and like when people do like oh here's my closet tour here's my makeup tour yeah and also like if you type my name and i'll give you 20 percent off yeah bye 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 it's encouraging you to I think that buy a lot of product and I think the thing is like it might be unclear why we're going on a rant about this but it's because like the industries that produce these Mm. items electronics um clothing Mm. makeup um all of this stuff and it's stuff that we've talked about in their own episodes yeah but it's it's things that are like super emissions intensive or super like producing clothes is super water intensive yeah Right. And they're products that really once they're made, if they're made very poorly, they can't be given back to like recycling or something like that. Right. Like you can't donate a shirt like and just in case this isn't clear, you can't donate a shirt that has 10,000 holes in it to like Value Village. Like, please don't do that. It's just going to end up in the landfill. Exactly. It's. Yeah. But I think like. I think consume less has been the common theme throughout this season because it's like you know when you talk about materials Mm -hmm. it's just use less right use less collect less plastics transportation you know drive less walk more right basically what Shannon is saying use less or you're useless (laughs) yeah use less or you're useless (laughs) Or like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> or like what Morgan said when I talked to him, how they have like the campaign about lighter living. Yeah. Right. It's the same idea. Right. It's all the same idea. Like consumption, uh, like lowering your consumption, mm. living lighter, um, zero waste. Like it's all kind of collecting into mm. this thing that is expect less products to be made. Yeah. And you will see like a reduction in what that industry is doing and it, and like this the sucky thing is it would it takes a long time to see that kind of thing happen yeah and i think just like 
I think we just like as human beings, we just have to take one step back before we actually make any decisions of what we do and whether that is shopping for a new car, T-shirt, mm-hmm. uh, buying food, avocados, you know. Don't buy an unripe avocado if you're not prepared to eat that <laughs> in two days. No, it's just like, can we can everyone just like take a step back and think about what you're buying? Yeah. Or what you're doing. Yeah. Like. Take a moment. Take a moment. Mindfulness was something that was super popular at one point, like yeah, two ha- years ago. Yeah, what happened? This is like that. This is like thinking about your life and thinking about what you need in it. Did and we just, just considering. Did we just propose a fourth pillar in sustainability? Yeah. Yes. The fourth pillar is like, you know when you have... I'm going to use the example of chakras because that's the first thing that popped into my mind for some reason. But it's like you have all of these, like they always say like you have all these chakras and then there's like the one that's like outside of all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like the crown one, right? And it's because it's like outside of everything else going on. And Mm. that's like the true thing, the over, the like, um, omnipotent, omnipotent, what's it it's like it's like the one with like the godlike perspective yeah. right and it's like i feel like that would be like the the outside godlike perspective for sustainability yeah right it's being able to look at like all of those three pillars and saying considering these and also thinking about just mm. thinking and considering mm. things in your life whether you need to buy that thing um whether you need to throw out something right it's just thinking about it first yeah step away from words Mm -hmm. and embrace actions yeah yeah just take a moment every so often yeah i think that's what like things like konmari marie kondo Mm. i think that's what they're supposed to be yes right it's taking a step back and just thinking about stuff yeah anyway now that we're we're so calm at the end of this i felt like i landed yeah we got somewhere we yeah we got somewhere i could rant on like i i have i have so many i think we are going to need another season for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned tuned for season three um i'll rant yeah (laughs) um but this is i don't think we um introduced this at the beginning of the episode but this is the last episode of season two of sustainability circle um and i i like i'm i would like to take this moment lisa don't make me cry (laughs) and thank (laughs) shannon um it's been a pleasure to have you on board and i'm so happy you applied for yeah. this position because it's been unreal i'm so proud of you and you should be so proud of yourself because what you have created not only for embark but for yourself it's been beyond what i ever could imagine like not only have i seen you take the podcast to the next level i've seen you grow throughout this process mm-hmm. also and yeah it's been it's it's been a joy yeah i thank you man i've enjoyed this so much and i can't believe it's over now um yeah, yeah. you you yeah good great 
Awesome. I hope everybody's learned a lot. I hope everybody enjoyed this ranty last episode. And also the the ranty uh, <laughs> beauty and fashion episode. That one's going to be... That one's going to be good. Or it already was good. Uh, what, what, yeah. I, I've gotten we're to the not, end. We're not <laughs> recording this before that has aired. And definitely not recording this before I've even edited that episode. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, we get all the way to the last episode and then I mess up my tenses. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here again. Thank you for being for my very me. last guest. Thank you. Um, I felt yeah, calmer this, is... this time around. Yeah. We're very, you know what? We were prepared for the hot room. Yeah. That no, was... I brought all the coffees. <laughs> I was not, <laughs> yeah, you were... I was not prepared. <laughs> but you didn't wear plastic pants. No, 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 I and didn't. And neither of us were like, um, there's a behind the scenes. Both of us were like stripping off layers of clothing <laughs> last time. <laughs> so by the end of it, we were both just in here in like some black pants and black tank tops. And that yeah. was it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like Shannon <laughs> said before, we have like windows. Like people are walking by us. People are walking by as we're trying to talk into the microphone and also like peel a shirt off at the same time <laughs> yeah. and not make any noise. And we're also wearing giant headphones. <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody, for joining us, not only this week, but every week before this. If you haven't listened to all of the previous episodes, I would recommend going back and checking those out. Um, like I said... It's the last episode of the season, so there's going to be no new episode next Monday. Um, but there is going to be one last Thursday Think Tank. Yes. Coming up this Thursday. So make sure to check that out. Um, this is a production of Embark Sustainability. It's been a wonderful opportunity to work with you and uh, produce this podcast. Um, you can find Embark on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Embark Sustain. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or any episode before this one, or even if you have any questions about Thursday Think Tank, you can send them to podcast at embarksustainability.org. Again, a huge thank you to Lisa for coming in and joining me. No, and thank you. We're going to say it again in this hot room, because <laughs> I don't think people understand how hot this room is. Um, so I'm Shannon Kelly. This is Sustainability Circle. Thank Woo! you! <laughs> I've been waiting to do that. <laughs> <laughs>